with the impending obsolescence of 3G technology and the detrimental impact this poses for our nation's seniors and at-risk population, our next guest is leading the charge in helping these individuals live safely in their homes while we transition to 5G technology. John Brady, CFO and COO of Connect America, joins us to discuss how his team delivers innovative connected care solutions into the home that improve the safety, care, and quality of life of thousands of individuals across the country. Additionally, John outlines how he and his team are helping lead the charge during this critical time of network migration. Join us as John shares his expertise and perspective on how we can continue to safely connect and care for our fellow Americans in their home. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. John, welcome to our podcast. I'm grateful to spend time with you today. It's a pleasure to be with you, uh, Mike, and look forward to the conversation. Well, due to 3G technology being obsolete in 2022 and the detrimental impact this will have on our vulnerable and senior populations, coupled with your expertise in this industry, John, I'm eager to have this important and timely conversation. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Clubhouse in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, John, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and your team at Connect America are helping aging and at-risk individuals live safely in their homes, even while 3G technology is being shut down. But first, what's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? You know, I think for me, it's about embracing technology to allow all of us to get better and better at saving lives and making a difference with the elderly and with anyone who we are providing life safety services to. So embrace that technology, enjoy it, and learn to use it to make your life better. Well, John, I appreciate you sharing that because, you know, sometimes there can be a lot of hesitancy. There are a lot of like, oh my gosh, this is way too much. I'm going to get, you know, I live in Colorado, so I like to use skiing terms. I don't want to get over my skis and using yes. some of these technologies. But what I also love seeing too, John, and I know you've been in the industry for 30 plus years, you've probably seen it along your journey as well. I love watching those innovators and those entrepreneurs that really make it simple, right? Steve Jobs at Apple used to say, making something simple is actually very difficult, right? Yes. So if we can yes. also empower our innovators and our entrepreneurs and, and our builders and make simplified technology, of course, that helps adoption rates as well. Have you seen that along your journey as well, John? Yeah, absolutely. Especially at Connect America, where we serve you know, over 900,000 elderly people in the United States and Canada making a device that one will absolutely work every time you need it and save your life, but making it in a way that allows you to be comfortable using it because it does you no good if you don't use it when you need it. And when you need it most, it's not second nature to go use it. So learning to use it, testing it and getting familiar with it 
So when it's really, really matters, making it second nature to use it is critical, is certainly on our side of the fence. Well, I love that, John. And thank you for sharing that perspective. It is more important than ever, especially as we start going into these uncharted waters, we're going to really focus in on this whole topic of 3G being sunsetted across the country, You know where you and the team at Connect America are going to help lead the charge to really take that next big step for technology and innovation and connectivity. And we're going to cover all of that after we get back from thanking our Community Champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side-by-side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit CatalystHealthTech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we're back with John Brady, CFO and COO for Connect America. John, thank you so much. You've already teed us up at the front end of the podcast here. We have a lot to discuss. There are some very serious matters happening across this nation with 3G being sunset, being obsolete. I know you guys at Connect America are really thinking about all of that. You yourself, you've been in the industry for over 30 years now. You've been at Connect America for a number of years, dating back to 2014. I want to talk a little bit of that journey of how you found Connect America in the first place, what it's meant to be there, some of the things you've helped lead the charge, where you guys are today. We'll discuss a little bit about this whole sunsetting of 3G, where things are heading in the future because of all of this, how we can help you, and then we'll get you out of here. But John, let's first start. Take us back a bit. How did you find out about Connect America? How did this all come to be in the first place of you being in the C-suite for Connect America? Yeah, sure, Mike. I was fortunate enough in the late 80s to get involved in the life safety business, which is sort of intrusion, fire, personal emergency response. Spent a good deal of time sort of working with companies across the United States and Canada on helping them to look at running their business and as a consultant and got to know a lot of people in the industry. And one of the people that I got to know was our current chairman, Ken Gross, who started Connect America in 2010 and was building that company for personal emergency response services and was asked to come on and help continue to grow that business in 2014 and just evolved to become the COO and the CFO and continue the journey of continuing to protect lives and really uh, make a difference every day for seniors. And of course, you know, we'll talk about who and what Connect America is, what you guys are offering the marketplace, the impact you're having. And of course, we're going to cover that big topic about 3G being obsolete and sunsetted. But first, John, have you seen the industry change over those 30 plus years? What are some of the biggest changes that you've seen, especially when you started entering, you know, leadership at Connect America? What are some of those big shifts you've seen over the past, call even 10 to 15 years? Yeah, I think two of the biggest changes we've seen is we have a lot more attention being paid to our industry and to the seniors and to the population with other providers. The Amazon and Rings of the world have absolutely 
really noticed and understood the benefit of being in the home and with the subscriber to provide services. So a lot of great technology that they brought to the table to make life safety better. And I think the other one is just the continuation of technology evolving. It's getting smaller. It's getting easier to use. It's getting easier to onboard. Because again, all the technology in the world doesn't help you if you're not willing to use it. And that has really been and will continue to be the evolution in our industry is ease of use, reliability, gets the job done and and really makes a difference in saving your life and your property also. So if you're saying that the technology is becoming easier to use and that, you know, the giants like the Amazons, the rings of the world, you know, Google with connected home as well, that stuff is becoming easier to use. Have you guys also seen that trend line of uptick of our aging population using these technologies? I'm imagining it's a heck of a lot different today than it was, you know, 15, 20 years. Have you seen that increased adoption and is it going to continue? Yeah, absolutely seen an increase in adoption. It's really interesting to see the evolution that has gone on. When I was doing this back in the 90s, it was mostly the elderly that were making the choice to get a device to stay in the home and be independent. And now what you've seen is an evolution go on where it's more the children and the caregivers that are making the purchase decision on behalf of the elderly person, on behalf of their mom or their dad. You know, whereas it used to be 20% of our of the population would take a per service, it was the kids paying for it. Now it's almost up to 80% where the kids and the family members are really involved in the decision and the economics of providing that life safety service. So there's been a real evolution as there's been a shortage of care people, kids, especially with COVID. COVID drove people to where they couldn't go to their mom and dads. They wanted to make sure they had a device where they were safe in their home. So that's really been the evolution that's gone on in our industry for sure. For sure. Well, let's continue to talk about that service. Let's talk about the industry and let's talk about the leadership position that Connect America has in the industry. John, give us that elevator pitch. What is Connect America? And then again, we're going to talk about, we're going to really sink our teeth into talking about the whole 3G. That is a big deal right now. We're hearing a lot of it and what it means for all of us. But first, What is Connect America? So Connect America is the largest provider of personal emergency response services in North America and has over 900,000 subscribers that we're privileged to take care of every day in providing 24-7, 365 service on the personal emergency response side. And we do a very large business in the Medicaid business. We're privileged to be in almost every state in the United States providing service to the Medicaid population and a number of the agencies and the care providers and care coordinators across the United States. So again, a very large direct-to-consumer business, but also a very large healthcare business where we are privileged to work with large insurance companies and provide great services to their, I'll call them their subscribers or their patients, and help make their life better and keep them at home and keep them out of the hospital in the emergency room. And what does it look like on the product side? Are you guys offering products? Are you guys partner with organizations? What does it look like on hardware or anything that is actually in the home? Yeah, we design a good deal of our own product because we really care about ease of use. We care about battery life. We care about the RF frequency carrying distance. We care about the things that make the device reliable and easy to use. So we're deeply involved in designing a lot of our own product, making some but designing it with other contract manufacturing and providers so that it's nice and easy to use and easy to install 
and easy to start up when you get it in the box. And so you also mentioned about being pretty much in every state with Medicaid, John, that's a big deal as well. What is that value prop over to Medicaid, CMS? How are they viewing Connect America? What's that value they see in reimbursement of what you guys are offering the patient? Yeah, so it really is is very large. I mean, we've been in a lot of the state organizations, even though CMS doesn't offer or pay for PERS, all the states do because the states understand that, that their available care coordinators really are limited and they just can't get around to everybody. So what we do is we really allow the seniors to stay at home, to stay in an environment that they're comfortable in, but yet have a connection to the outside for help. So that's really where we make a difference with the Medicaid organizations around the United States in making it easy for their people to stay at home and not go to nursing homes, especially with COVID and the pandemic. That was a big deal in 2020, 2021 and going forward. So we really create a value proposition for those providers by providing the service that we do. Well, thank you for that, John. And also, you mentioned COVID. I wanted to ask that as well. You know, COVID hit us back in March of 2020. We went on lockdown and the world hasn't been the same ever since. Right. A lot of things aren't going to go back. A lot of those genies aren't going to go back into the bottle, as you know, John. Well, a lot of things have changed and they will continue to change. What impact, positive or negative, did COVID have on the Connect America business? What things did you have to change, change quickly or eliminate? Overall, what's the state of the union for Connect America given what we had to deal with with COVID? Yeah. So I think the two biggest changes for us, which we had to adapt fairly quickly, was one on the workforce. We had to go to work from home and that fairly quickly. And that actually has been a real benefit to us, even though I think we loved all coming to an office. But now we really understand the extra efficiency that we get, the easy in planning and taking care of our subscribers. You know, as I say, probably March of 2020, we had 90% of our employees all work somewhere within the Philadelphia area. Today, 80% of them work in states well beyond our corporate headquarters. And I think the other difference is, especially on the Medicaid side and the care coordinator side, a lot of the departments of aging in the various states sort of required that our devices be installed by an installer, go into the home and go into the elderly. And what they've learned is, one, that's not really popular these days with COVID and the pandemic and vaccinations. So they've really gotten to be where they've come along and been a bit more modern minded in how to deploy this equipment and how to deploy this service and work with us to do more of a, a little bit more of a DIY and then get on the phone and help activate and train and educate. Because that's really what we were doing when we were in the home with an installer. So we've just had to replace some of that and make sure that we can continue to take care of people. Yeah, it certainly has changed. And the same with us over here at all of as we uh, continue our march to create the Internet of Healthcare for our country. We are a completely distributed workforce as well. Our formal headquarters is in Columbus, Ohio, but we now have employees in almost every single state. So we're right there with you, John. We know it, it has actually been a big value add for us in regards to our team members across the nation. So thank you for sharing that. Now, John, let's also talk about, we teed it up on the front end. What's going on with this 3G? What's happening this year? Here we are, 2022. Big news coming out of that. But what does this really mean for us? What does this mean for some of our vulnerable and elderly population? What is the state of the union in our country around what's happening with 3G and moving forward? Okay, yeah. And this is really, this is a big deal because 
you know, when AT&T and Verizon and all the providers sort of made the decision that they were going to evolve beyond 3G into 4G and 5G in probably mid-18, late 2019, they basically granted our industry and, and every industry three to four years to get this transition done. And it is a true transition of equipment. You have to take the old device out and put a new device in with a 4G chip in it. So again, that might probably was going to be enough time for our industry, because I think when we started this, our industry alone had 10 million subscribers that needed to evolve to new equipment. And when we started that, we were doing fine. And then all of a sudden, March of 2020, the world sort of fell apart. And our ability to get into the elderly's homes and get into all the businesses, if you have an intrusion or a fire system and make all those equipment transitions, it basically the bottom fell out. And we as a life safety industry lost 12 to 18 months in making this transition. So as you find us today with five weeks to go, where AT&T is still saying they're going to flip the switch and turn off the 3G network, we have lives at risk. That's the bottom line. I know yesterday the FAA got involved with AT&T and Verizon, and they are extending the C-band transition so airplanes don't fall out of the sky. But we have just as many people on the ground who are relying on life safety services that on the morning of February 23rd, if AT&T does not extend the sunset, we're going to have people's lives at risk. And it is for us, it really is all about providing the life safety services. We have been working feverishly since, heck, since late 2019, have spent millions of dollars to try to transition this equipment get out to the elderly homes and get this done. But the bottom line is we lost 12 to 18 months. We need some of that time back. And that's why we petitioned through the FCC, we petitioned that they step in and based on life safety, that they ask AT&T to extend the sunset. We have nothing against going to 5G. We believe in evolving technology, but we have to realize that between the pandemic, the chip shortage, the supply chain issues and everything else, we just don't have the time to get it done and take care of people. Let me ask you a question. This is more for my education because I just don't know this one, John. Can we light up 5G but still have 3G? Is that technically possible? You know, it is absolutely technically possible. They could extend, especially AT&T because they're using the same platform for 5G and 3G. They could extend the carrying on of that service while they bring up 5G. Because keep in mind, they're even having a challenge bringing up 5G with supply chain issues and everything else. So they could bring that up, dial that up and not turn off 3G, but dial down and we could have more time. So in our humble opinion as an industry, we absolutely believe there is that opportunity. And that's why we petitioned the FCC to step in. Well, let me devil's advocate as well, though, John, because I think it's important, right? We put deadlines in place to move things forward. So even the devil's advocate here, John, if even if we did extend the deadline, would we still be ready as a country to flip over and sunset 3G, even if we extended it? Yes, absolutely, positively. So we started with about 10 million devices. We came into 2021 with about 6 million. We're down to about one and a half to two. Our industry has worked very hard. I think we as an industry have requested an extension of six months or extend to when the horizon sunset is, which is December of 22. Just go out to the horizon timeframe. And as our industry, we believe we can get this done. But again, when you lose 12 to 16 or 18 months because of the pandemic and the supply chain issues, 
we just need a little bit more time. But we absolutely, and matter of fact, we pledged to the FCC, we pledged we would not ask for more time if we got this extension. And are there many others in the industry asking for this extension beyond Connect America? Yeah, I represent the AICC, which is the association that represents the life safety industry and the communications portion. So I represent and am privileged to represent the whole industry of life safety and have been able to work with the FCC and, and trying to talk to AT&T. We've talked to the ankle bracelet people. We've talked to the systems that are on all school buses. 25 million kids are on school buses that the 3G device is going to go off. All your OnStar that are 3G based in your cars are, isn't going to work. So again, there's a whole lot more, but all of us have lost the time and everyone needs to recognize that you know, sort of the perfect storm of events that no one had could see coming showed up and have really caused us to need an extension. So in a few minutes, I'm going to ask you how we can be helping you as a community, but I don't want it to be lost, John. How about right now, I want to ask, what can we be doing as listeners rallied around this podcast and citizens of this country that find this an important topic? What tactically can we be doing at this time? Yeah. So I would say two things. One, if someone is uh, out there and they have a 3G device or they think they have call their providers right now and ask them, how can I take care of moving over to a 4G to protect themselves? And then as a community, it really is about talking to your local congressman or senator, as well as as going back to Washington and saying, hey, you just moved the transition for the FAA because planes were going to fall out of the sky. And you asked AT&T and Verizon to delay their C-band 5G implementation we have a lot more lives at stake. Please help us convince AT&T to extend their sunset. And is there anything we can learn, John, beyond our own country? Are there other examples around the world that we can learn from that maybe they were successful in this transition? You know, actually, Mike, it's really interesting because we're one of the few countries that is forcing this transition. So Canada won't transition out of 3G until 2030. And most of the countries in Europe will not transition out of 3G, okay? So we are one of the few countries that is forcing this transition in technology. Again, we are not against the evolving technology. I understand the needs for kids to work from home and school from home and needing more bandwidth and all those important things. I get that. But this is about sort of a perfect storm that caused and requires a delay for life safety purposes. A lot of other countries are not forcing this like we are in the United States. Well, that's good to know. So let's also then talk about a little future state, John. So play this out. Perhaps there is an extension. We do start safely migrating over to 5G. What's the world look like in the next one to three, three to five years for us? When we do get there, is it a more sound and safe environment? Is it a faster environment? What is this new horizon? What's the crystal ball look like for Connect America and for John Brady? So I'll tell you. Where we're going to go is today, we're privileged to do life safety services and respond to an event that you tell us you're having. So we're responsive. Where we want to go is we want to help become predictive. We have fall detection in our devices. We have activity monitoring in our devices. We don't plan to be clinicians, but what we want to do is do a a data analytics sort of compiling of the incidents and be able to start to tell you, hey, you know, Rosemary has fallen three times in the last six months. There's an incident event going on that Rosemary ought to be seen by a doctor, or we give this information to a clinician 
And they decide, you know what, we should see Rosemary rather than waiting until she gets into an ER. So we're going to take this business beyond event-driven life safety to predictive analytics life safety to provide clinicians with more evidence of the need for care. That is an exciting future, John. And I know, you know, it's not too far away. We're starting to see a lot of that happening and it's only going to get more and more powerful. And of course, be so impactful in so many positive ways for the end consumer. So thank you for sharing that, John, and and sharing a little bit bright future of where things are heading next. Now, let's also talk about, we already asked what we can be doing tactically during this time of seeing 3G being sunsetted here in the country and what we can be doing just in our own daily lives. But also, John, where can our community be of help to you? What's that one problem, need, or question that you and the Connect America team have that we can be helping you with? You know, I think what it is, is as we talk to the providers of the healthcare companies and the insurance companies and all the people that are trying to help serve the different communities, it's understanding where we can help with data and analytics to help them be better at the provision of service that they provide. So it's listening to the clinicians, to the doctors, to the hospital administrators as to help us design the database that we're gathering and help us lay that out in a way that when we give it back to you, it's going to be even more impactful for you to make a difference. And that's really why we're reaching out to all of the clinicians and providers in the United States to say, help us design studies and help us get better to help you get better. So that's really where we are today. Well, we have a lot of those brilliant minds, those passionate leaders that you just described to tune in on the weekly here for our podcast. But in order for them to get a hold of you, John, We need some contact points online. How can our community get a hold of you and the team? Where should you point them towards? Absolutely. So you are welcome to uh, go to john.brady at connectamerica.com. Again, john.brady at connectamerica.com. And we welcome anyone, you know, coming to us and we're happy to chat and we're willing to take advice and get thoughts. So excited to have anyone join us and talk about it. Well, excellent, John. Thank you for that. Of course, you can head over to connectamerica.com and as well as his email address. You can find all those contact points in your favorite podcast players episode notes. Just simply scroll on down and click on through there. Or you can head over to our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for John. It's an episode where you can also leave some comments, feedback, and suggestions, as well as to get those contact points for John and his team, again, over at passionatepioneers.com. Well, John, I appreciate you coming on today and talking about some of these very timely, important topics and where Connect America has been, where you guys are today, and where you're helping lead the future for tomorrow. But before we get out of here, I do have to ask you, it's a fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because? Because I have the privilege of helping to save lives every day. I love it, John. Well, thank you again for taking a pit stop, which I know are very, very busy times for you as being one of our industry leaders in this space. Thank you for everything that you're doing and all the passion and all the desire you have to make our country a better place through this work that you're doing and leading at Connect America. Again, thank you for being with us today. And Mike, thank you for bringing this to the forefront and helping us in any way to sort of expand our mission and to help make a difference in really providing service to the elderly, especially. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. 
We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.